Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 213 of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe in your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations, and social media profiles that you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were Aliens Dark Descent, The Elder Scrolls Online Necrom, and Crash Team Rumble. The games coming out this week include Soul Vars, Raging Bites, The Shorel Humans 2 Reprobed Single Player, Shoot Vaders The Beginning, Reverie Sweet As Edition, Your Computer Might Be at Risk, AEW Fight Forever, Enclave HD, Noob The Faction List, The Callisto Protocol Final Transmission, Doom and Destiny Worlds, Inner Ashes, Goodbye World, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, and Front Mission First Remake. A slew of games are now available on Game Pass and are coming soon, and they include the following. You can now play Need for Speed Unbound on Cloud, PC, and Xbox Series X and S, as well as The Bookwalker on console and PC. Available June 27th, you can play Bramble the Mountain King on Cloud, console, and PC, and Fist Forged in Shadow Torch on Cloud, PC, and Xbox Series X and S. On June 29th, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town on console and PC. July 3rd, Arcade Paradise on console and PC. Then on July 5th, Sword and Fairy Together Forever on console and PC. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and it was a busy week, so we have eight to go over. Let's start. Number one, everything we learned from the Microsoft FTC hearing. James Batchelor at GameIndustry.biz writes, the court hearing between the Federal Trade Commission and Microsoft began yesterday as the former tries to win a preliminary injunction against the latter's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. The FTC has already been granted a temporary block until those proceedings have been completed. It's now pushing for a tree preliminary injunction it requested on the belief that Microsoft and Activision plan to complete the $68.7 billion transaction before its own administrative hearing in August, which followed a legal challenge issued against the deal in December. Naturally, much of the arguments have been the same as throughout this entire process, with the FTC arguing that Microsoft's ownership of Activision Blizzard will impact competition in the console space and affects consumers, expecting Microsoft to make Call of Duty and other Activision properties exclusive to Xbox. Microsoft, meanwhile, argued the deal is about bringing more players to more devices, reiterated that it has offered to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation platforms for at least 10 years, and that the acquisition is more about Activision-owned King and the access to mobile it provides than just Call of Duty. But beyond this, new revelations and insights in the various parties involved have come to light. Here are the highlights so far. Xbox Vice President Sarah Bond testified that Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick demanded special treatment, specifically a more favorable revenue share, and threatened to pull Call of Duty from Xbox platforms if Microsoft didn't agree. Bond also explained that the platform holder gave Activision this new share because it, quote, had players whose expectations we wanted to meet, end quote. On a related note, Bond admitted Microsoft occasionally agrees to an 80-20 revenue split, rather than the traditional 70-30, but only, quote, where we believe it was critical to get that content, and quote, The Verge reported. According to IGN, Bond also claimed that the majority of Xbox Cloud gaming players use it as a console feature, example starting to play a game while it downloads in the background, rather than a service. The Verge reported Bond revealed Xbox was working on a dedicated version of Xbox Cloud gaming separate from Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, but the, quote, operational costs are higher, end quote, and Microsoft has since made partnerships with other cloud gaming services. An email from PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan shared in court and reported on by IGN showed the exec was initially unconcerned by the proposed acquisition. Writing two days after the deal was announced, he said that it was, quote, 
not an Xbox exclusivity play at all, end quote. And Microsoft was, quote, thinking bigger than that, end quote. He added that he was, quote, pretty sure we will continue to see COD on PlayStation for many years to come, and that the company will be okay, more than okay, end quote. Court documents reviewed by IGN suggested the, quote, expecting starting period, end quote, for the next generation of consoles is 2028, eight years after the launch of PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. The estimate came up during discussions of Microsoft's proposed 10-year deal to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation, saying the terms guarantee the series will continue on the next Sony console and guarantee parity with Xbox versions. Axios Steven Titillo shared comments from Jim Ryan who said Sony would not be able to share details about the next PlayStation console with a Microsoft-controlled Activision. Ryan believed Activision would not be incentivized to develop games that make use of any device features that were not available for the next Xbox. Tatil also reported on the FTC's claims that the 10-year deals between Microsoft and companies such as NVIDIA and Nintendo, promising Xbox and Activision games for their platforms, are, quote, filled with loopholes and speculative commitments, end quote. A court filing spotted by The Verge ahead of the hearing saw Microsoft continue to position itself as the underdog in the console space. The platform holder's lawyers wrote, quote, Xbox has lost the console wars, and its rivals are positioned to continue to dominate, including by leveraging exclusive content. Xbox has consistently ranked third in consoles behind PlayStation and Nintendo, end quote. Speaking of exclusivity, IGN reported that the original agreement between ZeniMax and Disney was for the upcoming Indiana Jones game to be a multi-platform title. However, Bethesda's Pete Hines revealed this was amended to make the game exclusive to Xbox and PC, as well as arriving day one on Game Pass. Ars Technica reported that the FTC pointed to ZeniMax exclusives on Xbox platforms as powerful evidence that Microsoft's assurances of multi-platform Call of Duty cannot be trusted. The commission said Microsoft's actions speak louder than words, noting that all ZeniMax titles announced since the acquisition have been exclusive to Xbox. Starfield, The Elder Scrolls VI, and Indiana Jones now have also been made exclusive. Microsoft claimed the situation will be more akin to the availability of Minecraft on all platforms, but the FTC said, quote, the context for Call of Duty is very different, end quote. Axios reported Xbox Game Studios' Matt Booty was further questioned about Microsoft's exclusivity strategy. Well, at the FTC's lawyers citing emails Booty wrote in 2019 and 2021, in which he said there was, quote, no effing way, end quote, Microsoft should bring its titles to rival platforms and services. Booty acknowledged he was frustrated at the time over the NVIDIA's handling of Microsoft's games on GeForce Now, with NVIDIA initially adding companies' libraries automatically, but that Microsoft's strategy has since changed. Booty also said Microsoft would, quote, have to adjust graphics and assets, end quote, to get Call of Duty running on Nintendo Switch, according to The Verge. The FTC argued that would essentially be a new version of the game, and elsewhere suggested it did not want Switch to be included in the definition of the console market. The hearing continues later today, witnesses also expected to be included are the Xbox execs Phil Spencer and Jamie Lawyer, PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan and Dov Zimring, who previously worked on Stadia at Google. If the court rules in the FTC's favor and temporarily blocks the deal, it will push Microsoft and Activision past the July 18th termination date that was originally agreed upon. The two companies will need to renegotiate, or Microsoft must pay Activision Blizzard billions of dollars as a termination fee. The FTC's legal challenge is one of the two major hurdles Microsoft needs to overcome in order to complete the acquisition. It also needs to overturn the UK's decision to block the deal, with an appeal hearing due on July 24, 2023. It has already secured approval from the European Union, the last of the three key markets as well as various territories around the world. I know that was a long one on our short show, but there was a lot of interesting details in there, am I right? The fact that the CEO of Activision Blizzard, Bobby Kotick, strong-armed Xbox into giving them a better revenue split? Wild to see that get announced like that. The big reveal that yes, Indiana Jones is in fact an Xbox exclusive, and that there could be a reality in which the next generation consoles arrive in a short five years, meaning we would see them in four, 
while the times we're in i can't wait to see where this goes and just putting this story to rest i'm done talking about it number two xbox game pass and xbox series x price increases coming soon sean carey at your achievements writes as reported by the verge microsoft will hike up the price of xbox series x consoles in most countries with the exception of the us japan chile brazil and colombia and xbox series x will now cost $479.99 in the UK, an increase of 30 euros, $549.99 in most European countries, CAD $649.99 in Canada, and AUD $799.99 in Australia starting August 1st. As for Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and Xbox Game Pass for console pricing will go up starting July 6th. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate will increase from $14.99 USD to $16.99 per month USD. The standard Xbox Game Pass subscription will also be increased from $9.99 USD to $10.99 USD per month. Microsoft will not be upping the price of PC Game Pass subscription at this time. According to The Verge, most markets will be hit by the Xbox Game Pass price increases. However, prices for the standard version of Xbox Game Pass will remain the same in Norway, Chile, Denmark, Switzerland, and Saudi Arabia. Carrie Perez, head of communications for Xbox, told The Verge, quote, we've held on our prices for consoles for many years and have adjusted the prices to reflect the competitive conditions in each market, end quote. Following the news that Sony had increased the price of the PlayStation 5 in specific markets, Xbox boss Phil Spencer did hint that price increases were coming. In an interview with the Wall Street Journal, Spencer said, quote, we've held our price on our console, we've held price on our games and our subscription, I don't think we'll be able to do that forever, end quote. Yes indeed, Phil did say this many months ago in preparation for the world to see this price change. It makes sense, it sucks to see, it's hard to see, but we have to face the reality of the economic situation and inflation going crazy around the world. And Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, still at this upped price, is still the best value in entertainment and gaming, I would argue. Number 3, Halo Infinite scrap seasonal cutscenes following 343 reshuffle. Ryan Dinsdale at IGN writes, Halo Infinite has scrapped its story-driven seasonal cutscenes. The news comes after significant layoffs at developer 343 Industries earlier this year. In a tweet, community director Brian Gerard explained 343 made the, quote, trade-off, end quote, to make further gameplay improvements instead of new story content for Halo Infinite. Quote, as we've refined our top priorities and shifted resources internally this year, we had to make the decision to forego seasonal narrative cutscenes to make room for the team to continue focusing on highly requested features, content, and improvements for Halo Infinite, end quote, he said. Quote, these trade-offs are never easy to make, and we truly appreciate your support as the team works to make Halo Infinite the best experience possible, end quote, Gerard added. Quote, while the job is far from over, Season 4 marks another big step forward and we remain committed to this journey with the Halo community, end quote. The mention of shifted resources may refer to the layoffs that affected 343 earlier this year and saw Halo Infinite director Joseph Staten leave the developer. And while prioritizing gameplay has been heralded by some community members in Gerard's replies, some who enjoy Halo's story were left feeling upset over the part of the two-decade-old franchise being left behind. 343 was forced to clarify that Halo and Master Chief are here to stay following the layoff, saying it will continue to develop Halo now and in the future, including epic stories, multiplayer, and more of what makes Halo great. 343 is reportedly working on a new Halo project codenamed Tatanka, built on Epic Games' Unreal Engine rather than the in-house Slipspace engine. Honestly, not too surprising, but disappointing for the Halo community who really enjoys this each season. They do need to focus on the gameplay, and honestly, we kind of need to get to a point where we put Halo to bed for a while, continue the basic updates, but let's let it rest. Maybe do a spinoff. Maybe 343 just support other studios for now, but maybe we come back to Halo in like 10 years when we really miss it and want a new experience. Number 4, ID at Xbox Showcase set for July alongside Summer Game Fest demo event. Tom West at True Achievements writes, 
Kicking off on July 11th, the IGN Cross ID at Xbox Digital Showcase will give us a look at a number of projects coming from independent developers. Following that, Summer Game Demo Fest will return this year between July 11th and July 17th, so you can give some of the games a play yourself. The partnership between Microsoft and IGN means that the ID at Xbox Digital Showcase will be exclusively available on IGN's channels, although an Xbox Wire post will arrive after the event with a rundown of the trailers, announcements, and gameplay revealed during the show. We recommend you check out the ID at Xbox Cross IGN Digital Showcase announcement for a complete list of IGN channels, but you'll be able to catch the stream on July 11th at 1pm Eastern. Similar to last year's event, the ID at Xbox Summer Game Demo Fest will return this year on July 11th. There will be a host of indie games for you to play on Series X and S and Xbox One, and you'll have until July 7th to take them for a spin. I wanted to recommend everyone check this out, as the last few years they've done this, it's really cool to then see these games on the showcase, and then be able to check them out on your own console for a quick demo. Highly recommend. Number 5. Activision is killing the old Call of Duty Warzone Michael McWhorter at Polygon writes, Activision is shutting down the older incarnation of Call of Duty Warzone, known as Warzone Caldera, on September 21st, the publisher announced Thursday. Activision said that developers on Call of Duty will, quote, focus on future Call of Duty content including the current Warzone free-to-play experience, end quote. Quote, all Caldera gameplay, player progression, inventories, and online services will expire, end quote, on September 21st, Activision said in a blog post announcing the game's closure. The closure will have no impact on Warzone 2.0, Activision says noting that purchased content in Warzone Caldera from Modern Warfare, Black Ops Cold War, and Vanguard that will continue to be accessible in those games. Activision statements pushes Warzone Caldera players to move over to Warzone 2.0 and the forthcoming Call of Duty Warzone Mobile, which launched last November alongside Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. I had to highlight this because this is pretty sad. Now, I haven't been into Warzone consistently in a very long time, but peak pandemic was peak Warzone time with me and a bunch of high school friends that started gaming again. It was a really fun experience, it was glad to play with them all the time, and I do miss that Battle Royale experience which I haven't been addicted to one in quite a while. Number 6. Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Gets October Release Date Sean Curry at True Achievements writes, Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 was announced alongside Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, but platforms and a release date were not confirmed. Now Konami has announced that Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1 will launch for Xbox Series X and S on October 24th. The collection of games includes the first seven games in the Metal Gear series. Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2 Solid Stake, Metal Gear NES, Snake's Revenge, Metal Gear Solid includes VR Missions, Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, and Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, and a bunch of bonus content including a digital soundtrack, digital graphic novels, and more. Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty and Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater in the Master Collection are the versions included in the HD collection which has now been delisted from digital platforms. Konami has also confirmed that Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, and Metal Gear Solid 3 will be sold as standalone digital titles separate from the collection for $19.99 each. The collection has been priced at $59.99. This is awesome! I can't wait to get my hands on this game as I have not played any Metal Gear Solid games. It's really exciting to visit such a prolific series later this year. Number 7. EA Games Becomes EA Entertainment Splits from EA Sports and Restructuring Matt Wales at Eurogamer writes, EA has announced a major internal shakeup that'll see it split into two separate organizations, EA Sports and EA Games, the latter now renamed EA Entertainment. Writing on EA's website, CEO Andrew Wilson said the restructuring would, quote, empower our studio leaders with more creative ownership and financial accountability to make faster and more insightful decisions around development and go-to-market strategies. These steps will accelerate our business, drive growth, and deliver long-term value for our people, our players, and our communities, and quote Wilson added. EA Sports. It's in the game. I mean, who doesn't remember that, and how iconic is that? 
It seems like a smart business move to be able to diverse your EA Sports and your other EA properties such as Titanfall, the Star Wars games, Battlefield, and get all those separated out so the people in the positions of power know what they're focusing on, can be experts in the sports genres or the other single player multiplayer experiences to deliver better games for us the gamers. Seems like a smart move from EA to be honest. And number 8, Fallout 76 update seemingly and silently adds 60 FPS upgrade on Series X and S. Heidi Nicholas of True Achievements writes, Fallout 76's latest update is now live, and one unexpected addition seems to be that the game now runs at 60 FPS natively on Series X and S. Fallout 76 could, it seems, be at least targeting 60 FPS natively on Series X and S. We say could because there's still no official word on this addition from Bethesda, despite reports about 60 FPS on current gen consoles. Windows Central notes that players are reporting seeing the game running more smoothly, suggesting Fallout 6 is indeed running at 60 FPS on Series X and S, as well as PS5. However, while Fallout 76 players are also noting a 60s upgrade for PS5 on Reddit, others are seeing a mixed experience on Xbox. One player says that their game ran in 60fps, though not at 4K, by having frame boost on, but that after the patch the frame boost option is gone, and that while it seems to be running at 4K, the frame rate has suffered. I did want to highlight this as Fallout 76 is a low-key big game that I simply don't understand. If you haven't heard before on the show, this is one of the rare games that I cancelled my pre-order on. I was a huge Fallout 3 fan, and we always talked about back in the day if we could play Fallout with our friends, how amazing would that be? I got into the beta before launch for Fallout 76, and I couldn't believe it. I played it for about 15 minutes, immediately uninstalled the demo, and canceled my pre-order, and I have not gone back to the game since. However, if they are actually delivering a consistent 60fps, it would give me more of a reason to try it one day. But who knows, I still have to go back and beat Fallout 4, which I somehow did not beat. Shameful. As always, we'd end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and since all the FTC cross Microsoft and Xbox news, why don't we do a quick rundown of all the Xbox studios and what they are known for. Let's begin with 343 Industries, known for Halo, Activision Blizzard pending deal, Call of Duty, Warcraft, Starcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Alpha Dog, Monstrosity, Wraithborn, Arcane, Dishonored, Prey, Deathloop, Bethesda Game Studios, Fallout and Skyrim, The Coalition, Gears of War, Compulsion Games, We Happy Few, Double Fine, Psychonauts, Broken Age, The Initiative, New Studio, id Software, Doom, Quake, In Exile Entertainment, Wasteland, Machine Games, Wolfenstein, Mojang, Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons, Ninja Theory, Hellblade, Obsidian Entertainment, Fallout New Vegas, South Park RPG, The Outer Worlds, Playground Games, Forza Horizon, Rare, Battletoads, Banjo-Kazooie, Perfect Dark, Sea of Thieves, Roundhouse Studios, New Studio, Tango Gameworks, The Evil Within, Turn 10, Forza Motorsport, Undead Labs, State of Decay, World's Edge for Age of Empires, Xbox Game Studios with Microsoft Fight Simulator and other published games, and ZeniMax Online, known for The Elder Scrolls Online. It's crazy this long list of Xbox exclusive developers now, when it used to be a measly 5-6 to six studios not even more than 6 years ago. Oh how far we have come. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, a long one this week. But normally, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I've completed my replay through of Bioshock Infinite. And my god, I can't believe I like this game more than I remember it. It's currently the best game I've played this year. The environmental storytelling, every square inch perfectly crafted the behind-the-scenes world design, the characters that are on the side, the NPCs, everything is just so interwoven into such a magical experience. I cannot wait for Ken Levine's next game in Judas. 
I, in fact, never played the Burial at Sea expansions back in the day, so I'm really excited for some fresh content in this world. That is up next. My name is Bruno Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.